This system, I call it the free farming. It's uh, free. I mean, hmm. no one can control you. And this is what I am trying to, to teach people and to show people. This is the Baladi Rooted Resistance Project, a series of stories of Palestinians resisting Israeli colonization and occupation with seeds, wild forage plants and homegrown vegetables. Palestinians who believe that food politics and food sovereignty intersects with the struggle for self-determination and freedom. In late spring this year, we talked to Saad Dagher, an agronomist and environmentalist. He's also the person who introduced agroecology to Palestine, which is why he's often referred to as the father of agroecology in Palestine. A few years ago, he established his agroecological farm, which he calls the humanistic farm. Humanistic uh, farming, uh, something uh, actually uh, came to my mind uh, in 2005 when I was uh, teaching um, uh, non-chemical farming, let's say, in, a, in the north of West Bank, Jenin area. At that time I was uh, uh, trying to convince farmers not to use chemicals. And uh, then they said uh, it's... Uh, actually, it's uh, our uh, way to survive and to feed our children and to give them good education, good uh, clothes and good... Uh, you know, we need money for that. Uh, so this is why we have to produce more using chemicals and so on. So they, they kept saying that we have to feed our farm, uh, our children, and to educate them. Then I said, what about our children? Why not talk about more humanistic way of production, more... And during the discussion, it was a very hot uh, discussion with farmers. Uh, I uh, repeated this uh, word humanistic several times and something came to my mind. Oh, humanistic, why I am saying humanistic? Insani in, in Arabic. And uh, I wrote uh, just uh, humanistic farming on a piece of paper in front of me. And uh, in my way back, I kept thinking about this. Usually from that uh, place to Ramallah, uh, it takes... Uh, maximum two hours but it took me uh, four hours 30 minutes to arrive to Ramallah because every time something came to my mind I parked I stopped my car and I wrote what came to my mind and I started to talk about humanistic farming so I started to write something now I have already the let's say the skeleton of the of the book and something also written about humanistic farming it's uh, I can say it's a kind of philosophy and I decided to, uh, to name the place humanistic farming. We met Saad in Albira, 
a village near Ramallah, occupied Palestine. He drove us to his farm in East Banizate, where we spent the afternoon. During the car journey and at the farm, we talked about the challenges Palestinian farmers face under Israeli occupation, women leading the way in chemical-free farming, and why he thinks agroecology is to Palestinians what the spinning wheel was to Indians, a tool for liberation. The area is called East Banizit. It is an agricultural village, but uh, now most of the people, they, they do not rely on agriculture. They are not depending on agriculture. They still uh, have their fields, uh, they grow uh, olives, but they are not permanent workers. But because uh, the, the other trees, like fig trees and uh, grapes, they need more uh, care, more uh, uh, maintenance. And since people left uh, their farms, um, all the fig trees uh, disappeared, and also the grapes disappeared. And now we have only olives, uh, olive trees in the fields. In the last uh, 25 years, we also started to face another problem which we never had before, which is the wild uh, boars. They, they come and they destroy everything. Just to put fence like uh, usual, it's not enough because they destroy the fence also. So you have to make a good fence or uh, how I, uh, since years I advise people to, to put uh, uh, old uh, tires, car tires, the old ones, uh, on, the, on the bottom of the fence mm -hmm. so they will not enter. So uh, I think we have to, to, to be more uh, intelligent and to to use different methods to deal with these uh, wild boars not necessarily to kill them uh, i am against uh, killing them although they do, they cause a lot of damage uh, from my opinion they are looking for their food we cannot uh, finish them in our land now we cannot finish them they will stay forever the only thing is how to, to deal with them, to think how to deal with them. This is my opinion. So wild boars is another problem. And the third one also is the, when the Oslo Agreement uh, has been signed, uh, many young people left uh, the villages and uh, the work in the fields and they uh, went to work uh, in, with the uh, Palestinian Authority, the security forces or ministries or other uh, organizations. Or So this is another one also, another problem. The agricultural sector uh, has a very small share in the Palestinian budget, yearly budget. It's a very, very small. And also, we keep, you know, we keep 
uh, or we stay in the same in the same uh, in the same wheel. I mean, there is no innovation in agriculture in order to get rid of all these um, tides, you know, yeah, or obstacles. these obstacles. Uh, we keep using uh, very conventional method. A lot of chemicals, uh, introducing uh, GMO seeds, uh, uh, high-tech and so on. And also the, this mentality to produce for um, external market, I, I cannot j just understand it. We, we as a, a nation under, under um, an occupation, under Israeli occupation, we don't need to export. We need to produce food which makes us uh, stronger here, not dependent. We have to be independent in food production. This is the sister village mm -hmm. called uh, Arora, and our village is just next. behind next, yes. We are trying to raise awareness and to fight against uh, GMO seeds and uh, uh, most of the time I prefer not to fight GMO seeds but to bring back our local seeds, the baladi seeds, yes, which we uh, lost uh, some of them or maybe most of them. Um, for example, uh, just uh, two weeks ago I brought uh, the baladi cucumber uh, because uh, the, the cucumber uh, the, the old uh, variety local variety we lost it we don't have it here in Palestine what was the name of the how do you call it the baladi has uh, a name no it was Khiar uh, baladi yeah. yes it was Khiar baladi everybody keeps telling about this old how it was so tasty that if someone was eating it inside the house, you could smell you it. You could smell it, yes. I remember this uh, variety. We used to grow it. So now I brought uh, the seeds. I was looking for the, the seeds uh, maybe more than 25 years. Wow. Yes. I find it? In Lebanon. <laughs> but uh, in Lebanon, uh, they actually brought it from Syria. There is an organization in Lebanon called Buzuruna uh, Juzuruna, which means our seeds is our roots yeah. in, uh, in Bika, in Zahli. Uh, and I was there just two, two weeks, three weeks ago. It must yeah. be a really good cucumber. Must be. This, this year, I will plant them this, uh, this month. I gave uh, some friends I gave uh, maybe four or five uh, farmers. Uh, each one I gave him uh, ten seeds, <laughs> just ten, and I asked each one to reproduce uh, the seeds. I said it's very important to keep this, <laughs> these seeds. I started uh, experimenting, uh, let's say, non-chemical uh, agriculture, let's say like this. I wanted to do something, produce something without uh, chemicals. 
this was in the first uh, experiment, the first trial was in 1996-97. Uh, um, but I did not succeed to produce uh, good uh, yield, good uh, production without chemicals. It was not easy. And I had uh, no knowledge at that time. But I kept experimenting more and more methods. And uh, then uh, in, in 2003, the first successful, uh, let's say, um, experiment was in 2003. And since then, I, I was also doing this without knowing that I'm doing agroecology. But a friend of mine uh, from Argentina, he came and when he saw what I was doing, not here, but in another place, he said, ah, you are doing agroecology. I said, what? He said, yes, this is agroecology. I said, I, I don't know. <laughs> I do non-chemical farming. But since then, I started to use this uh, uh, term, terminology, yes, term, uh, agroecology. And uh, because also it was a successful um, experiment, I started to promote. I had uh, the courage at that time to, s to start talking about agroecology. So it's, uh, I can say, since 2003. So of course, uh, in the beginning, uh, I faced a lot of uh, criticism. So people were criticizing. Uh, you know, just talking about something without chemicals, something different, you know? It was very strange for people because they are, they were already in the system, you know? Uh, and the main uh, or the strongest critics I got from my colleagues uh, as an agricultural engineer, I am an agronomist, so the, f the, the main criticism came from them. And uh, they were saying, oh, we know this man, he's <laughs> no, crazy, crazy. He always uh, comes with uh, uh, strange ideas, you know. And, you know, some, some of them, they, they visited uh, and they said, you know, we just believe that this is... Uh, a non-chemical uh, garden because we know you. We, we cannot believe that you can produce this amount of, of, of vegetables, you know, without uh, chemicals. Now, uh, agroecology became a movement in Palestine, I can say. Yeah, maybe you did not uh, meet with uh, many people, uh, but it became like a movement. I want to ask you something. Yes. Because you're saying that you got a lot of um criticism from people because they didn't believe that you could uh, plant without chemicals but I'm sure that many many years ago people in Palestine did plant without chemicals yes. so when was the switch when did yeah, they started using chemical and thinking that this was the only way and forgot yeah, that their grandparents planted without chemicals you know this is exactly what I kept saying and I keep saying that just 40 years ago, we used to produce all our uh, food without chemicals. 
and uh, now they say ah it was 40 years ago but you know there is uh, new new problems new pests new diseases new there is also climate change and so on you know they come with these ideas that because of the climate change we have we, we cannot produce uh, like we we used to The seeds are here. Yeah, the seeds are here. So this is four seeds. Hmm. I I got some seeds and planted them, and I left all the quantity to produce uh, seeds to reproduce them. Hmm. So I will have enough uh, <laughs> next season <laughs> for myself and for uh, other farmers to give them. So you have radish, you have cucumber, uh, I have broccoli, broccoli. You have, um, uh, uh, the cabbage. Cabbage. Thank yes. you. Cabbage. Yes. And I see also um, fennel. Here. Yes. And is this wheat? No, yeah. this is uh, the uh, the wild one, the wild variety. Wild variety oh. of uh, of wheat. And from this variety, many other uh, varieties uh, came actually. Yeah, we go mm. down, and wow. you will see. But you notice this year we mm. had a very long uh, raining season. Yes, the winter was really long. Very yes. long, and we had no time to 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 do things on the on the garden. And uh, I started also to plant some uh, new fruit trees here, mm. there, and I have some local apples also. <laughs> Local variety, which is a small one, you know, this the small. No, but they disappeared. The locals. They disappeared. Uh, yeah. Now I have, uh, I think, uh, uh, five or six uh, uh, plants here. In summary, I think maybe I will have mm -hmm. this year the first uh, fruits. Mm -hmm. Yes, we gather actually also these farmers. Mm -hmm. They come mm -hmm. here. One of them is my neighbor. He has these greenhouses. Um, so we gather here and we make uh, food, we make uh, tea, uh, uh, and also when it's warm I mm. sleep, uh, yeah. I prepare this place to stay yeah, right. here for overnight, so mm. I come on Thursday uh, evening and I sleep, of course I will, prepare, I will redo it now, mm. uh, and I sleep here. Uh, Thursday, uh, Friday, and I go back on Saturday. And uh, we do lectures here. Uh, I tell you the story of the land, the whole story. Mm. So, tell us. Some 50 years ago, my father uh, bought this and this terrace only. Mm. Only these two. Up to the Faba bees here. Mm -hmm. It was like this. So he bought this one and this one. We will go down. The other one he bought it some maybe 20 years ago. It's a small piece. And uh, when uh, he divided the land between us as uh, brothers and sisters, we are 10 brothers and sisters, six brothers and four sisters. When he divided the land, this uh, piece uh, came to me. So I bought this one, the small one there. The owner wanted to, because none of the owners is here, they are all outside. 
So now I have a bigger area and I'm rehabilitating it. But when did you start uh, coming here? Because you said you got it from your father who bought it 50 years ago. Yes, actually, hmm. this tree, I planted it with my father. Wallah. Yes. Uh, some maybe 47, 46 years. Uh, I took this land uh, maybe five or six years ago from my father, this yeah. part, as I said. Then I bought this one. And, this and one. you planted 46 years ago? How old are you? I am 28 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 54, 54. <laughs> 54 years. I'm doing a kind of uh, diversity of, uh, of uh, trees now. Mm. Yes, I planted this yeah. uh, just last year. And it's already giving fruit. Yes. Do you know Skadania in English? Because I forgot. Lokwat. Lokwat, yeah. So that's really Lokwat. Yeah. yeah. Look. So I used these mm. uh, old tiles. They were there in order to keep uh, wild uh, birds mm. away. But now I don't need them because uh, I'm doing the fence and uh, the gates and so on because they used to come from up there. But they were introduced here by the Israelis? That's yes, what I yes. yes, they brought them here. Yes, because we never mm. had... Uh, it's not native. No, um, it's... Do you work the land by yourself or with your children or with other people? Because you said it was a small garden, but it's not that small. <laughs> not that small, Not yeah. that small. Yes, actually, uh, most of the work I do it with someone, mm. uh, with me. Uh, we uh, be careful with this way. Uh, yeah, we I do it with someone, mm. with someone. So when I bought it, the first thing I started to do is, as I said, I started to rehabilitate the, these stone walls, and then I started to do the the raised beds, as you see here. So this area now, I have raised beds here, here and there. And I am moving to other uh, gradually because it, uh, it takes a lot of time to do the raised beds. Yeah, I have the strawberry now here. Mm. So this is the strawberries. Uh, the the, uh, the winter uh, crops already finished, most mm -hmm. of them. Um, this is uh, a local cauliflower, Zahra. Zahra. Yeah, the local one. The yellow one? The yellow one. Ah, I, had, uh, I had here uh, 10 like this. Uh, I wanted to keep uh, two or three for seeds. Unfortunately, once I came here and <laughs> someone cut them and took them. Ooh. Yes, and uh, I hope this uh, this will stay here and I will uh, take uh, mm. the seeds because for me seeds is the m most important thing. Uh, as you see, also here I have the, the um, strawberry, I have the garlic. I grow the garlic, mm -hmm. but also now I started to grow the wild uh, garlic. Mm. 
the wild one, not only local, but the wild. I, I, I found it in the fields. Uh, there are a lot of wild ones in this area, uh, but no one is planting them. Again, the wild, we call it wild lettuce. It's a salad, but wild one. The wild one. So I also brought this, but he... That was a bad weed. Yeah, he thought it's a wild, uh, bad weed. So I want now to even to grow the wild one, so people can also start eating this. Yeah. You can... Yeah, they are so... Wild salads like this, wild leaves are so rich in um, iron and calcium. It's yes. such a pity that... Everybody, everyone only wants this American salad that has only water yes. inside, and yeah. these ones. And look, they have thorns. No, I'm, a, I'm a herbivore, so of course it's mm. very good. I like them, mm. but when it's um, when it comes uh, the early the early leaves, they are very okay. very delicious, very delicious. This one is they are a bit bitter, Tasty. but I don't care. I love uh, bitterness. Mm. We have many bitter vegetables in my culture, and. Yeah. But I understand that people, if they are mm. not used to it, they will say like, it's bitter. Yeah. I love it. Mm. Everything that's bitter is good for your liver. Yes, that's true. So uh, this is also the uh, blackberries. Last year I planted them, but I need to, I have to build, uh, to have uh, like uh, something to... Kale. Kale and... You know, many tried to produce, uh, reproduce seeds, mm. and they said we didn't succeed. Last year, I, produ I produced some seeds, very little, but I produced. And this year, I also have, I will have seeds. Do you, all with this that you're planting, it's just for your family and no, you? No, no. Do you sell it somewhere? Do you, what do you do with I all this? I sell it in the, in the, in the village. You know, people are talking about vertical gardening, mm. but they, they, when they talk about vertical gardening, they are talking about hydroponic, yes. which I am fully against. Because they use too much water? Why? No, because they use uh, chemical uh, ah, fertilizers. Of course. So what I did here, here, there is a kind of vertical gardening. You cannot see the, the plant, okay. but I will show you some. I can see it here. You, you see the weeds, but uh, yeah. last week I harvested uh, my uh, zatar. Yes. And if you look carefully, you will yeah. see the, the new plants. So you see, these are new plants. Yeah. I planted in this wall, I planted uh, 100 uh, plants. So you planted before you put the stone? No, no, no. Actually, I th this was uh, already built. Mm. It's an old one, uh, but some part of it uh, was collapsed. So I come wh wherever I see some uh, soil. You see this, like, mm -hmm. for, for example, I have to plant one here. Mm. I put it here and it, find, it will find its, uh, its way, way to, to grow. So I harvested some of them and uh, this uh, winter I planted another it was an, a trial, it was an experiment last year, mm. and when I saw the results, I planted 100 here. So, 
you see one two three four five six just in this mm. and if you uh, for example here mm. there is no soil mm. i cannot plant but uh, in another place you will see you have to see more <laughs> so much you diversity see? yeah this is also thyme zatar okay. you see the hmm? zatar so it's this is for me the vertical hmm. gardening What I do here, of course, when someone comes here, they say, oh, it's um, like any other uh, garden, but it's actually, I have to explain everything so people can understand what I'm doing. For example, this, as I said, this vertical gardening, no one did this, like this, with zatar. And all walls will be planted with, uh, with zatar here. Again, now, for example, this plant, uh, I started also to promote this plant to to be part of the of the gardens. Why? Because it uh, uh, actually it gives um, smell and uh, it makes uh, the the uh, insects uh, to be confused, not to find uh, my plant. You know. Uh, they call it uh, this one they call it uh, Cuban uh, oregano mm -hmm. Cuban oregano well, last year I started also to, to plant um, uh, asparagus uh, wherever you look you will find also some uh, uh, medicinal plants and uh, like this one, you know this one? We use it also for tea, when we drink tea. Cornille. Cornille, yes, <laughs> or Dukkit Adas. For the first time also this year, I produced uh, sweet potatoes here. Three weeks ago, it was full of um, salad and uh, potato also. I had uh, potato from Bolivia, that one. So I keep it in order to get more potatoes. Um, I don't plow now, I don't dig the land, I don't plow. I just uh, build the raised beds and just add mulch on the top or some compost like this and uh, that's it. That's all what I do. I don't even use natural pesticides. Yeah. There is no need for it mm. because the system which I built here is enough to, to make it natural. Mm and uh, to protect the plants so plants will protect each other um, for example next week in between the the <coughs> tomatoes i will uh, plant uh, rows of uh, of uh, uh, um, basil basilicum <laughs> for example in the last three four years we have a big problem with uh, uh, tomato insect called uh, tuta absoluta most of farmers they suffer from this I had no problem with the tuta absoluta at all because of the basil <coughs> which I had and uh, also uh, so next week or in 10 days I will grow the basil and also the cucumber between the tomato
So this mixture protects the, 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 land. the land, yes, the, the, the crops, the plants. And would you say that if the soil is very, very rich, then you have less um, problems, disease? Yes. What I want to say about the richness of mm. the soil. While I was uprooting this in this area, you see it's mm. dug area, I already dug it. I found tens of earthworms mm. just in a very, very small area. So when you have this earthworm, you know that your soil is rich and healthy. your soil is healthy. And if you have enough earthworms, you will not have uh, soil-borne diseases. We have uh, some diseases in the soil, like Fusarium, Pythium, uh, Rhizectonia, also Nematoda. I don't face any of these problems here, because the soil is uh, very rich now. It's becoming even, you see, the straw on the top, this also will uh, decompose and become organic matter in the soil, uh, humus. So the soil will become richer and richer, and I will have no problems with uh, Again, as you see, you will find uh, more medicinal plants like this, like the sage here, uh, like uh, ruda, how you call this, the, the, um, the yellow one? Huh? I don't, uh, don't, don't know. know the names in English. Yeah, things. but I think it is um, a common, I mean, in different countries, they, they, they give the same name. Mm. But it smells very well and uh, very strong. Mm. So with this kind of uh, system, I protect my, my land. So I don't need uh, to buy seeds. I will have, uh, I, I don't need uh, pesticides because uh, of the system that I created here. I don't need also fertilizers, chemical fertilizers, because the soil is becoming richer and richer just by, by uh, using um, mulch and some compost or animal manure. The free, the free farming, it's uh, free. I mean, hmm. no one can control you. And this is what I am trying to, to teach people and to show people. That this way of farming actually makes you um, dependent. You don't need to buy chemicals from or from or through Israel. You don't need to buy seeds. You don't need to buy uh, pesticides. Whatever you have in the land, you can use it. The main thing that I use, for example, farmers, they throw this, the, the plant residue. They just throw it. They, they dry it and then most of them, they burn it. My neighbor here last year, he had uh, piles of uh, of straw waiting for ignition, to, to just to, to burn, you know? And I started to collect from him. And I told him that I will use it. I will cover the, 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 the land. This year, he started to do the weeding and he's covering now around the trees. We have problem this year with weeds in the in the fields and many farmers unfortunately 
they started to use again um, herbicides. I keep uh, educating them that it's not the solution. Don't use herbicides. Let's do because, for example, I don't plow my olive field. This is not the only land I have. I have another uh, piece of land uh, about two hectares. Uh, olive plantation but now I am bringing back the old system which means that I I bring uh, I uh, now I started to plant uh, figs grapes and also in between in some areas this year I planted again uh, za'atar and sage um, of course there will be more plants but since nine years, some of the fields, I left them without plowing. I just cut the weeds, mm -hmm. keep it on the surface. When I wrote about it, it was again mid-1990s. It was uh, the same time when I started to think about uh, agroecology without knowing the name. I started to talk about uh, no plowing just cut the weeds and keep it on the surface, no need to plow. And again, they accused me that I am uh, calling farmers to leave their lands and not to take care of their lands, you know. Uh, the best way is to plow, but I foreseen that less and less farmers will plow, will have mules and donkeys or horses to plow. And this is exactly what's happening now. Less and less farmers and villagers have animals to plow. So in most of the north part of West Bank, they use herbicides. Mm -hmm. They cut the grass. Even my brothers, you know, they were against mm. mowing. They were plowing and paying money for plowing. And I was saying that there is no need to plow, no need to plow the olive. Just cut and keep it. When they saw in the last five years mm -hmm. the effect yes. and how my mm -hmm. trees are much better than theirs, you know, they started to, yeah. they stopped plowing and they now, mm. in the last three years, four years, they start to cut the, the Why do you think it's so difficult for farmers? They have so much resistance in change because that's exactly the same thing that we because are facing. They are, because they are men. Mm. I really say, I, I'm, you know, because they are men. It's some masculine uh, behavior, you know, just to resist without understanding. Because, you know, when also I talk about agroecology, when I teach agroecology, since years I teach agroecology, I found that women are m more open to this idea. So it, it is like that, because when I speak about um, uh, agroecology and agroecological techniques and all these things, I always see that uh, uh, women are more open and they accept and they, and you know, someone asked me, why do you think women are more open? I said, First, because they are women. Second, because they are more open to new ideas. Third, because they 
they they are the mothers and we are dealing with the mother earth it's the same you know the soil the, the earth is our mother so mother will take care of the mother much more than men unfortunately men is a destructive i mean masculine power is a destructive power it's not a, a, a constructive power they always think how to cut uh, trees how to make uh, timber how to to destroy the amazon and also because uh, uh, mothers uh, care much more about their families than than fathers about their health i mean I gave the training, but not only the seven people who got the, the support uh, started agroecology. More than 20 people now, they are doing agroecology and now they are teaching others in the area, not, in, not in, the, in the village itself, you know, and they are defending agroecology very strongly. So this area, last week I dug it in order to get rid of the, of this, uh, they call it uh, Bermuda weed, Bermuda weed. <laughs> or, mm. uh, I planted new pomegranate plants, one, two, how, I have. Like how many different crops? Yes. <laughs> I have more than, uh, maybe more than 40 crops, uh, mm. different crops more no more than 40 hmm. more like for example this one but it's, uh, it's not written now this one also i got it uh, i brought it from uh, uh, from uh, portugal it's called uh, the name of this plant is comfrey plant hmm. the comfrey it uh, gives a lot of uh, organic matter and biomass and it attracts uh, attracts uh, earthworms because it produces a lot of, uh, of organic matter inside, inside. So a lot of earthworms come to the to the root system around the root system, and then they go in the in the soil and uh, will, will, with their uh, uh, excrements uh, they enrich the soil with the organic fertilizer. So I have this one now, but it will uh, give more. The rubeza that you have. Rubeza also. and the salad here. Yeah. So you have so another spring. Another spring here. This farmer he grows also vegetables, mm -hmm. mainly. But uh, he he's a chemical farmer. He's trying now to reduce. At least uh, he the use of fertilizers first and this is the first step <laughs> good Victory. I hope next uh, this season he will stop uh, using um, uh, insecticides this is a new mulberry tree toot actually in a big struggle here <laughs> in, in Palestine with people with old uh, you know old thinking, yeah. thinking and, mm -hmm. yes. 
فيش حدا هارم يعرف ناخذنا منه نحن كلنا بدنا على الحطب Yeah, it's coming now. Next uh, month, every night, yeah. every Friday, <laughs> every Thursday, we'll have uh, people here. So this is the local. Still small one. I planted them last year. So. Mm. This one, and that one also. Oh. I planted nice. it last year, you know. And you already have. Yes. Good, good land. Amazing. But you said you sell your produce in the village. Uh, is I sell in the village. A yes. market there? No, actually, my sister has a small uh, grocery, very, mm. very small one, and. Uh, I asked her if she is willing to sell the products and take part of the yeah. She said, "Oh yes, of course. <laughs> Why not?" Great. <laughs> yeah. So what is it now? What do you have now in the shop? No, now uh, okay. I, just last maybe two weeks ago, I had the last harvest of oh, uh, of um, mm. uh, cabbage, uh, cabbages, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, salad. And uh, green onions. Okay. This was now halas. Now halas, yes. You have to wait until. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the problem this year with with rain because mm -hmm. we have no chance to grow Which something because that? usually I don't uh, have uh, this uh, um, this time without. Uh, I don't have any time without production. Mm -hmm. I always have something to sell, always or to eat. You know, always. But this year was mm. exceptional. But I guess you also eat what you plant, right, in your family? Yes, mainly I eat. Me yeah. and uh, also my brothers and yeah. sisters, they for come and they pick uh, for their mm. families for free. Mm. Some friends also, they come and they mm. pick for free. Mm -hmm. But the, ex uh, the extra I, I sell. Are people happy in the village with your organic produce baladi because they always say very happy yeah that you know that the settlements no. produce they are so horrible they don't have then the taste of the baladi was so much better yes they are mm. very very happy and mm. they are waiting actually mm. always waiting for the produce and there are certain families they keep calling my sister <laughs> what do you have now Ah, tell Saad, we need this, we need that, we need this. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, after I started this agroecological work here, in, in this uh, plot, uh, more than, I, I'm discovering more and more people doing agroecology in the village mm -hmm. now. Nice. Of course, as I said, they keep coming and they keep uh, seeing and, uh, yes. And, uh, Every time I come, someone tells me, ah, I'm doing exactly what are you doing? I do this, mm -hmm. I do that, you know? I have a lot of followers on Facebook and... Uh, no, nice. mm. As my wife uh, says that uh, 
I am an open book and all people know what, what I'm doing. <laughs> Five years ago, I gave some training to a group of women, women cooperative in uh, near Nablus. Uh, and they said, yes, but we are not convinced that we can produce without chemicals because they are in an area where they spray every day, every day. The cucumber, they spray it every day. They harvest uh, early morning, they go to the field at 3.30, early, very early morning. And at 3 o'clock in the evening, they go and spray. Every day, you know. So, and they think that without this, they cannot produce. They just think, because there is, as I said, uh, mind programming. Because, and I also keep saying that uh, uh, we, are the, the main, uh, the main uh, problem for agriculture. I mean, agricultural engineers, agronomists, because we go to the school, we go to the university, and we just learn how to put uh, these... Uh, <laughs> Blinkers. Yes. Yeah. How, how you call it? Blinkers. Yes. Blinkers. Like, like, the yeah. like the animals, like this, just to see one road, you know, one way. So we go and we say, no, without chemicals you cannot produce. This is what. And farmers, of course, they, they want to protect their income. They want their So in that area, this is a, it's a disaster in that area. So they said, no, we cannot produce. But we will try and we will start with 250 square meters. They, they have uh, about 4,000 square meters. They said, we will start with 250 square meters inside the greenhouse. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. And they, they said, but what will happen if we fail? You will pay uh, for us uh, what we will uh, spend, the water and the seedlings and the seeds. I said, <laughs> no, I will not pay this. I will not pay for the seeds, for the water, for the seedlings, for the expected uh, mm. harvest or production, and for your work for three or four months. I will pay for all this. But what will you pay if you will succeed? They said, we will say thank you. I said, <laughs> I said that's good. And they started, you know, I went there after two, maybe two months or two and a half months. And the responsible ladies, she said, I don't know how I was this, like this. Uh, mm. I was very crazy. Why I was crazy? I was uh, stupid and I, and I was afraid that something wrong happened. I, ahlan, ahlan. I said, why? What happened? She said, why I didn't convert the whole farm into agroecology? I said, why? Why you say that now? And she said, because now I don't go back home with headache <laughs> after spraying chemicals. I don't uh, uh, do a lot of weeding. I don't uh, um, uh, use much water. It's much less water, you know, she said, because they, they pay for the water. A lot of money and now they have uh, the 4,000 square meters 
in an area full of chemicals and big farmers, big scale farmers. And they said, da, you, these ladies are crazy in the beginning. Now, there are four other farmers doing agroecology <laughs> in the same area, you know? Mm. It's actually a revolution now here. Yeah. Okay, so we have another uh, last question for you because the name of the project is Baladi. Yes. Ah, because that's yes. the thing. And what does Baladi mean to you? Freedom. Voila. It means freedom because it frees us, it makes us free of, uh, of uh, diseases because we don't, for Baladi, we don't need to use chemicals, much chemicals. And actually, Traditionally, people do not use any chemicals when they grow baladi. This is one issue. Also, we are free to choose our food. It's, it's not that they, the, some companies somewhere uh, oblige us to, to produce their seeds, you know. And they don't come only with seeds. They come with seeds, with fertilizers, with pesticides, everything. So baladi for me is freedom, free of diseases, free of chemicals, and also freedom for the land, because with baladi you can actually grow uh, everywhere. But with, uh, with, the, with these uh, uh, imported seeds, uh, they need the special conditions. And uh, this means that farmers will stay, you know, like hostages for these companies. Uh, also, I'm free to eat what I I I choose what I I I, I need. Not someone somewhere chooses for me. Uh, this is the right cucumber, you know. No, it's not the right cucumber. It's maybe for you, for your company, but not for me. Um, Baladi also means that we stay in touch with our traditions because when you grow baladi you also have the recipe for the food that you prepare from this baladi and usually it's a traditional way of, pre of preparing food it's not the same as the others um, so it's about uh, also our taste how we feel the, the, the food um, how to grow our traditional uh, food and to produce our traditional food and without producing your own food you cannot be free agroecology for Palestinians is like the spinning wheel for Gandhi It's a tool for freedom. But there is a, ho a whole philosophy around all these things. It's not just a practice. You know, it's just... Some people think that agroecology is just some techniques. You do this and you do that. No. It's a very, very deep philosophy. Saying that uh, there is a kind of uh, mind uh, programming or mind conditioning, mind... Uh, you know? They... they teach us at universities, at schools, that these things are our enemies. We see everything as enemies, you know? Plants, weeds, 
We eat this, but now we spray it. You know, when I walk in the field, I found many, many plants that I can eat, wild plants. But they, they did this mind programming that these are our enemies and we have to kill them. My duty is to show people that these are resources. Very, very strong resources. And I keep saying that agroecology depends on five free resources. It's three of them comes from the sky. It's air, rain and sunlight. And no one can control air, sunlight and rain. Still, maybe. Rain, yes, they are. Yeah, Bill Gates is, uh, is working on that. Yes, he's working on it. But we have these three resources. It's uh, three elements from the sky. And there are other elements from the, from the ground, which is the man who believes on agroecology and who has the knowledge. The, I mean the human being and the straw but what I mean by straw is not straw itself but I mean by organic matter that we have this is a resource so baladi agroecology is a, a way to free our minds to free our people to free our land